Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. Isaac, what's up, man? How you doing, man? Hey, man, everything's well, Doc, man. Wishing that you, uh, you uh, hoping you and your family had a good weekend. But uh, you know what? Uh, I normally come on after a, a win and say and introduce this being Victory Monday. But in the playoffs, there's no such thing as Victory Monday, man. We got to get prepared. And uh, uh, the, one of the best things about it is that we have practice today. So that's a good thing, man. It, we're still in our pads and looking forward to the next game, the next round. Moving on. We move on to Green Bay. And let's talk about why we're moving on to Green Bay. Isaac, our Rams, man, back in the playoffs, man, go to Seattle, man, a team we had lost to a couple of weeks ago, a team that beat us for the NFC West Championship, man, that fired up cigars and did all kinds of things and celebrated, man. And all we did was beat their head in, dog. We go to Seattle and win, man, 30 to 10, 20. As we said, man, breaking that, what, 10-game ten ten home playoff winning streak the Seattle Seahawks had? I mean, bro, seriously, man, it was just a dominant performance, man. John Walford, we were, you know, we were uh, uh, wondering who was going to start at quarterback, Walford or golf. We saw that Walford got the start, even though we kind of – we knew Sean McVay knew who was going to start, and they said everybody knew who was going to start at quarterback – uh, toward the beginning of the week. They just didn't let anybody know. But Walford gets to start at quarterback, man. He gets knocked out. We had to go to uh, uh, golf. Golf comes in, man, does his thing, man. And really, he just stayed his ass out the way, man, because the defense played an outstanding game, bro. Hey, man, those Rams balled out, man. Absolutely, man. Uh, big salute to the defense, the defensive uh, game plan, uh, Coach Staley, uh, the players, they performed very well, being able to get pressure on Russell Wilson from the from the first whistle of the game uh, with a four-man rush, man, and being able to play zone behind that. So that's putting a lot of pressure on a lot of offenses. And uh, you know what? I believe that if, if the 12th man had, had shown up in this game, it would have been just as silent as, as it was because we talk about many times how the defense can travel. This defense traveled really, really well, executed well, got off the field when they needed to get off the field, put pressure on the quarterback all day long. So the defense really is, is that first group off the charter flight. And uh, they, they're going to lead us into it. And the final destination where we're going to go is going to be it's going to be a defensive effort that takes us there. And another reason why the 12th man would have been quiet had they been in the stands, not only was the defense balling, but the rookie, man, Cam Akers was toting the pill, bro. 
Cam, man, with 131 yards rushing, man, 28 touches. They fed him. Uh, he caught the ball real well out of the backfield, man. The rookie just, hey, we talk about and and getting Andrew Whitworth back on that offensive line that that was huge as well, man. He took care of some business, uh, great in pass protection, great in run blocking, and just providing some leadership for that offensive line. But looking at Cam Akers, dog, the vision he showed, man. He, they did a great job of getting Cam to the second level where the linebackers were, but when he got to the second level, he either finished runs and his feet are so quick, he was just making dudes miss. And Bobby Wagner is one of the best linebackers in the NFL, and he just made dude look silly a couple of times, man. How impressed were you with the rookie and how the rookie toted the peel, man? Because he did some playoff running of the rock after not playing well for like, you know, five or six weeks in a row, but he showed up big time, man. Well, this is the Cam Akers uh, uh, that we drafted out of Florida State. I mean, that I got used to seeing uh, dominate playing in the ACC. We're talking about a program that's known for having great players. And for a while, they just didn't have it. But Cam Akers was that guy who really stood out, which, you know, you see why we, we took him with such a high pick in the second round. Um, he was He was fluid, man. Everything he did, he was finishing runs. Uh, he was involved in the passing game. Uh, just a just a great effort by the young Cam Akers to uh, to perform the way he did in his first playoff game. And can't say enough about the offensive line, Tommy. I mean, you mentioned Whitworth, and uh, you know it's like he got you know maybe six to seven weeks off. And when a guy like that, who's 39 years old, he's fresh, comes back into the fold, and he still has that hunger, man. Every player that plays this game has a hunger to play in a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. So that hunger for Whitworth is still there. And you you can see it in his approach, man. And when he had to block backside, when the ball was being ran behind him, he was moving people out of the way. So that, that whole running game itself, which includes that offensive line and the running backs that we showed, even Morgan, even Brown, when he came in, man, it was, it was steady. We were playing on, on their side of the line of scrimmage. So, uh, great play calling by McVay, uh, just just really feeding that running game, that running attack. Cam Akers uh, did a admirable job, man. Very well job is just following his blocks. Uh, they gave him four yards, and he took more after that. So I'm always impressed when when a young guy comes in like that and is confident. Hey, after after uh, you know 16 weeks of, of regular season football, he's not a rookie anymore. So he has the he has, we're going to start to expect this from him in that approach, and uh, hopefully we see it again this coming week or better. And you're talking about Malcolm Brown. You did mention him, and I'm glad you did, man, because he came in and got the ball and got us some tough yards and did some tough running. And it's one play in particular. I got to give props to the cameraman, the camera people, because whoever this cameraman was, he caught what a running back does perfectly. They were tight on Malcolm Brown's eyes, man, and he got the ball. You see the hole opening up on the backside. And Malcolm gets the ball, and his eyes immediately, man, go to where that hole is. And once his eyes sees it, his body quickly followed his eyes. And that, to me, that was that that just showed perfectly what a great running back sees and the vision that a running back, a great running back has. And that's why Malcolm Brown, one of the reasons Malcolm Brown is in the NFL. But Cam Makers again, I, I'm just so impressed 
uh, because I know how hard it is to run. Man, just him being the size he is, and he was really finishing runs and running through people, man, and making it hard to bring them down. And that's playing with that heart and playing with that dog you know someone has to play with, Joe. So just extremely impressed with Cam Makers because we really needed him. Even though, you know, our quarterback was this and Jerry came in, we didn't expect – well, we didn't know whether he was going to play or not, but he did. He was forced to play, and he came in. You can tell that his thumb still bothering, bothering him because it was hard for him to squeeze the ball, and he was off on a lot of throws. But he comes in, out the wall, gets knocked in the head, and I saw some Rams fans thought that was a cheap shot with me. I really don't think it was a cheap shot. He was running the ball, man, and my man just wanted to take a shot on him. I mean, he had his head now, so it's not like he deliberately hit Wolford in the head. It just happened, and I think he got a stinger, and I thought it was a stinger at the time and probably a concussion. But anyway, golf comes in, man. He was off on some throws, but settled down, man. 9 of 19, 155 yards. Threw a nice little touchdown to Robert Woods when we needed it. But golf came in and didn't cause us to lose the game, Isaac. I mean, I like what I saw from golf toward the end of the game. But when he first came in, his confidence was gone, man. I was like, bro, you got to find some confidence. His body language, his head was, his body was dropping, his head was dropping. But he came in and did what we needed him to do in order to win the ball game. It wasn't, a, it, it wasn't even really a good performance, but he gave us what we needed, man. Well, I'll tell you what, Doc, it, it says a lot about, you know, who started the game and who didn't start. I mean, you know, uh, Walford was first was forced to leave the game uh, via injury. But at the same time, you know, McVay chose him to be the starter. I think uh, if golf, he was, you know, well enough to be the backup of the game. You know, you got to ask yourself, how come he didn't start? I mean, Ooh, good because point. Oh, yeah. it's 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 you know, it's it's it's. You know, it's it's all about being professional. Um, salute to Jared Goff for being ready to be that backup and come in and play, having a mindset. So he had to know the, the, uh, the game plan as well to go in and execute it. But just like you said, Doc, it's about confidence, man, because he has the physical tools. Uh, we've seen him perform on, on such a high level before, but it's about consistency, man, coming in and have, having consistent uh, belief within yourself to go out and perform well. Because right now, this is the time, man, we need – every player that's on the team to be available and to produce. Because if you want to go to Tampa and get some of that 70 degree weather, after going to places like Seattle, after going to places like Green Bay, this is what we need every guy on the team. You need to come in and uh, produce how we know you can produce, man. So hats off to the, the entire team, having everybody prepared. The coaches had the guys prepared to play. And a great game plan that was executed by the men on the field, man. And and you're right. A, a, a good game plan because it was like we're gonna run this ball, man. We were gonna run the ball whether yeah. it was Walford or whether it was golf, and we did a great job of running the ball and can make us handle his business. And I mean, we we just played with two running backs, man. Those two running backs got it done. But I gotta tell people how impressive that is, man. Going to a ball game, you ain't, you you just got two backs. I mean, That's for real, it. and we really just had two quarterbacks. So if something would have had golf, man, Hecker would have had to play QB. But, hey, golf, I'm glad you 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 got us over this, man. But just watching him, I mean, and I'm going to get off on him, Jared. I ain't going to stay on you too hard, man. But 
couple of times I'm looking at him. I'm, he's in the huddle, bro. He's got he got his head down before he says something to the quarterback. I mean, to the team before he calls the play. His his shoulders are slumped. It's it's all about perception, man. Cats need to look at you and be like, okay, bro. Even if you got a lot of yourself and a lot of everybody else, man, act like you feel it. You feel, you you're about to go out there and ball out. But we just didn't see that with Jerry. But anyway, he stayed he stayed engaged where he had to stay stay engaged in that. Uh, that touchdown he threw to Robert Woods, man, it was it was really the play call. It was an excellent play call at an excellent time, and Robert Woods was wide open, man, and it did do a lot. But fortunately for us, man, we really didn't need good playoff, I mean, quarterback play because our defense really made Russell Wilson play like he had two broken thumbs, man. They just – it was killing him out there, bro. He only threw for 174 yards, two touchdowns. We sacked him five times, 11 to 27, picked him off one time. And, bro, that pick that Darius Williams got on him, man, that was – he read that all the way, man. I, you saw – he's – it's like it, – that's that's what we talked about. The Rams know what we're going to do. They know what we're going to do. And, and the Rams seen that play. Darius seen that play. He saw – he watched Russell the whole time. He watched his whole body, man. And he just ran right through D.K. Metcalf and the other uh, receiver that was trying to block him. That really, really turned the game around for us, man. That defense, the way they balled out, man, they really made Russell Wilson look silly, man. And all those, what, 40 touchdowns and all those yards he threw for in the regular season, they mean the damn thing because they made him look like a backup that was playing with two broken thumbs as well. Well, just a great effort by the defense as a unit, man. Um, when you talk about uh, a team defense, uh, you, you talk about guys being in the right place at the right time anticipating plays, seeing formations, being able to rush the passer and get pressure on a quarterback, on a mobile quarterback like Russell Wilson with only four guys. So the Leonard Floors of the world, man, they have an opportunity. And let's be real, Leonard Floyd is putting some money in the bank <laughs> this season, man, because uh, performances like that, being able to get his hands on a, a, an elusive quarterback like Russell Wilson as many times as he did in a playoff game, you're doing well for yourself financially. So and, and and you can't say enough about Aaron Donald. I mean, when you just look at this man and his approach from his stance, I was just looking at his stance uh, versus other stances of defensive linemen. I mean, he has so much leverage, man, to get under these big 300-pound offensive linemen and push them back and walk them back to the quarterback, man. It's so impressive, Doc. I mean, I've never seen it uh, uh, from that standpoint, and I'm talking only about his stance, his approach, um, you see great ones like I played against great ones like Warren Sapps, uh, the Reggie Whites of the world. The leverage that these guys can get, man, he's no different from it, man. He's just walking these 300-pounders back, and he is a disruptive force, man. I can't say enough about him. They, 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 I heard Troy Aikman mention that he should be in the MVP race. He should be in the MVP race, man, because he's done it all year. Then you throw in that ability to cover people on the backhand, man, to be able to anticipate. You got Jalen shutting down one side. Once again, he did a great job on DK Metcalf, yes. one of the up-and-coming uh, receivers in the league, really just really shutting him down for the most part. And the other guys, man, they, they're, they're the guys who are going to get thrown in. And just being able to anticipate, being able to steal second, as we say it, and, and uh, make plays, make game-changing momentum plays, pick sixes. So, just a great effort by that team, by that unit, man. And, and man, they're leading the charge right now. So, um, you know, hopefully everything else catches up with what we're doing defensively and, uh, uh, and just be ready for another great showing by these guys. And this was a perfect example that defense wins championships because we won this game with defense, man. We won this game by playing some great defense. And talking about Aaron Donald, he finished with two sacks. 
went out the ball game. Uh, they thought his ribs was broken. But when I saw him grab him, I said, maybe he has an abdominal pull. Cause that would it looked like to me. Cause he tried, he tried to yeah. throw, he tried to throw him down to the ground. And a lot of times when you do that, you can pull a muscle. So that's what it looked like to me. But uh, just the way he played, man, his two sacks. And you mentioned Leonard Floyd again, bro. The thing about Leonard Floyd is his sacks that he gets, he had two, like, like we, we sacked Russell five times. Aaron had two, Leonard Floyd had two, Morgan Fox got one. But Leonard Floyd sacks, bro, it's all about effort and want to and desire, man. Like that old song, fire and desire. One play, Leonard Floyd, he, now he ran through three dudes, man. He got blocked by three guys, but he did not give up. He was hunting. He was hunting Wilson. He says, look, bro, I'm going to get my hands on you. And he never gives up on a play. And a lot of his sacks come from just the desire he has and the way he's getting that dudes. What he, How he's played, man, I don't know what he was doing in Chicago, why they let him go. But, bro, I'm glad we got him because what this dude, man, is – I don't think he gets enough credit. I don't think they talk about him enough, man. And I, I think we, you know, we neglected to talk about him a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about people that got stats that got, you know, uh, got these bonuses because I didn't know. Leonard Floyd needed a sack in that last game to get a $1.5 million bonus. He got it. And as you said, man, that's the hardest thing to do is to get a sack and get a bonus. But Leonard Floyd, man, dude, man. I mean, AD, salute. But how AD's playing, man, it has given all these other dudes confidence. And they, they are definitely ready raising their game, and Leonard Floyd is, is one of those dudes, man. Man, just another great effort by the former Georgia Bulldog product, man. And, and you know what? I, I'd like to shine a light on, you know, his ability to take coaching because uh, I'm sure somewhere down the line, him being from Georgia, playing for the Bulldogs, he's probably met Chuck Smith, who has a great uh, pass rush uh, program that he has down in, in Atlanta. Um, it, it's about coaching. When you play a guy like Russell Wilson, you don't want to run around your tackle to get to the quarterback because most of the time a guy like Russell Wilson, a guy like Lamar Jackson, they won't be there when you get there. So it's about rushing up the field, but don't pass the quarterback because guys like Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, they like to really step up in the pocket and then extend plays from the outside, from the inside out. So just having that, that, that mentality that, that Leonard Floyd is showing, his ability to engage an offensive tackle, push him to the point to the same level where that quarterback is and anticipate that quarterback stepping up in the pocket and then being there and make the play. It's exemplary of just being a a player, just being as coachable as he is. So he's producing those fruits uh, that we've been expecting and he's getting the job done. Not only that, Doc, but he's playing the run very well, man. He's a, he's a guy that that doesn't look as strong as he really is, but being able to hold up and set the edge and make sure that uh, that run game goes back in. He's doing a great job and has been doing a great job of that all season long. And you're right. He doesn't look as big. He doesn't really look that big because Leonard Floyd is one of those dudes we call got those lean muscles, man. He's long, and he just got those lean, slender muscles. When you see the dude, dude probably got about four, four, three or four or five percent body fat. You know, he's just an athlete, man. He's just sculpted, but he's not a real bulky, muscular guy. But he is a muscular guy that's just lean and and, and long muscles. But uh, and Leonard Floyd isn't the only one that was just playing outstanding. We did lose Aaron Donald in like the third quarter when he came out and everybody thought his ribs was broken and he didn't come back in the game even though he came back on the sideline. So me, I got a little worried. I was like, if there's one person we cannot afford to lose, man, it's Aaron Donald. We got to have that dude. 
But bro, all they all they did was man, they started getting after my man even more. They we no, we didn't even we didn't miss a beat. Now we missed them. But by by the time Aaron Donald got out, man, the deep them defensive linemen and that defense was hungry. They were starving, man. They saw blood. They saw raw meat. They saw blood in the water. They were like sharks. Morgan Fox comes in, man, and 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 plugs and play and does his thing. And the rest of that defense and Sebastian Joseph Day and Ashawn Robinson and Michael Brockers, man, Michael Kaiser came in and made some plays. Uh, before we even get back on those DBs, that's what excited me the most we lose Aaron Donald and that defense kept hunting bro I mean just it's an outstanding defense man this is literally the best defense in the NFL bro well you know what when you have great uh defensive former great defensive coordinators like Rex Ryan saying that the Rams defense reminds him of the 2000 Ravens doc that is a mouth full I mean you know we know that iron sharpens iron and when you when you spend time and you de- as a defensive lineman or, or as a, a defensive end, when you spend time around guys like Aaron Donald, man, and, and Brockers, Doc, you can't help but get better, man. You see you see their approach to the game, their mindset, the way they talk football, and how uh, they learn how to execute, how they use their hands, how they uh, take practices serious. You know what I'm saying? It's almost as if, if they're in game tempo every time they go out there. So. When you're around uh, greatness like that, you can't help but to be better. You can't if you're Day, you can't help but to be better. If you're Fox, you can't help but raise your game because the standard has been set and it's right there in your meeting room every single day. So, uh, hats off to those guys and being able to be coachable and not only that, but see and 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 uh, execute that potential that's on the inside of them. And that's something we've spoken of before and we've talked about it before, just having superstar players like that that make guys around them raise their game. And that's exactly what Aaron Donald has done. And that's also what has been done on that back end because Jalen Ramsey came he came and balled out. And DK Metcalf can say what he wanted to say. You ended up with five catches, almost 100 yards, two touchdowns. But them damn yards, that last touchdown didn't mean a thing. It just made the game look a little prettier in that – one touchdown he had when the play broke down and we had Russell Wilson running for his life. Uh, Jalen wasn't even guarding him. You know, he ended up breaking off his route, which is what you're supposed to do and got wide open. But DK did a lot of crying, dog. And I'm glad he did. He started complaining. So what happened is that put pressure, put pressure on Pete Carroll, like, I got to get you the ball. So when he came out there, I'm so glad he started crying. He did the wide receiver thing that wide receivers do. The boys, the man started crying for the football, and I'm glad he did because when they got in there, they tried to force it to him. That's what Darius Williams was looking like because DBs pay attention to that, man. they like, okay, this dude crying. They're on the sideline. He, 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 he throwing a fit. He's screaming and yelling, and there ain't no fans in the stands, so everybody hear you, bro. I mean, everybody. I mean, Russell hears you. The offensive coordinator hears you. Pete Carroll hears you, so, man, we got to get this dude involved. So we're going to come out. We're going to force a wide receiver screen to him, and Darius Williams saw it and just ran right through both of them dudes and picked it off. And I'm so glad he did, man, because you cried for the ball and you really cost your team seven points and you gave it to us, and I'm glad about that, man. <laughs> hey, well, well Doc, let, let me stand up, first of all, for the wide receiver, man. I mean, uh, you, of course. you know, look, and, and I'll ask you a question. So, yeah. so when you see Tom Brady on the sideline, and he's all animated, and was, and people call it passion. And, and, and you know, he's he's yelling at offensive linemen or 
yelling at his uh, his uh, offensive coordinator. Would you call that complaining? Would you? I mean, it looks no. I hate it. What DK Metcalf? No, it, I, it looks very similar. I don't like that either, bro. I don't like. I don't like Tom Brady. Okay. When I hate when he. I hate when he does that. Don't be yelling at grown men. Well, I hate that, bro. Okay. I mean, it's very similar to what DK was doing. I mean, I've seen greats, all greats, Brett Favre. I've seen the Dan Marinos. I've seen other guys. I've seen some of the defensive stars come up to the sideline, and they're just, you know, they they scream and yell. It's a it's a form of leadership. You know, I just don't like it. Just the, just the negative connotation of just being placed on wide receiver. Bruh, That's what I don't like. Bro, who who has given us more examples of that? You got to be honest, man. Wide receivers, <laughs> dog. You know that. <laughs> Running backs don't do it. I mean, we say it, but we don't say it out loud. But dog, who has given us more examples? Do I need Antonio Brown, man? Terrell, uh, do I need to keep going and keep going on and on? I can go on and on, man. Sterling Sharp. I go back to the end, man. Jerry, no. Rice. Jerry Rice complained, bro, when T.O. was catching about 20 balls, man, and they were winning. Jerry Rice was mad because that was like his last game or something. Come on, bro. We can go on and on about receiving. You, that's what y'all do, man. Not you. No. What, no, bro? No. I I can pull Sterling Sharp right at that because the moment I saw what DK Metcalf was doing on the sideline, I automatically think about Sterling Sharp because back in the day, I heard Sterling Sharp say, when you start to do that, when you start to yelling and screaming about getting the ball and your production on the field, that's when you start to drop passes. And it wasn't very long. We saw DK <laughs> Metcalf hit one right in the face. Yeah. And, and, and you, you, I mean, my approach to that, Doc, has always been, listen, man, the quarterback has a lot on his plate. Defense coordinator has a lot on his plate. There, there's huge, there's huge impact of the very game that we're playing. It's a playoff game. You know what I'm saying? So I don't need to be screaming and yelling in a negative way at my teammates if I'm not, and definitely if I'm not encouraging them and saying, come on, guys, let's go, let's get this. Because it's too much on the line. It's too, it's too much going on right there for anybody to do that if it's not, you know, edifying people, you know, but I'm not a I'm not a lip reader. I didn't understand. I didn't see what he was saying. I've seen other guys do it. Other guys like 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 I mentioned, Tom Brady. He comes to the sideline. You know, it's just that connotation they put it on receivers. Man, I'm trying to kick it off as best I can. I got you, man. I can tell you what he said. That's what he was saying, man. And you know, Sterling Sharp. If 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 you didn't do that, because I, I it's like I remember at least a couple of occasions where I seen Sterling Sharp kind of talking sternly, man, to whether it was Brett Favre, the quarterback, or something that he wanted the ball. So, you know, I, I think I saw that with my eyes. So maybe he, he probably didn't do it all the time. But I'm just saying, I'm just glad DK Metcalf did that, man, because we came out and we took advantage of that, man. And and Darius yeah. Williams definitely took advantage of it. So I'm glad, man. You cried, not cry your way right on about cry your way right on uh, cry a river man cry yourself right, right on up out of there and and Jalen you know had him a little pissed off too man it, 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 I know what it was bro DK and somebody said I think somebody said it on the broadcast you DK you've been hearing all week man dog Jalen Ramsey been be shutting you down dog you know even some of his well sometimes your partners won't do that because they be fans and groupies too man but you do have some partners that tell you, they like, look, bro, you got to give it to Jalen, man, because they, they, keep, they keep talking noise. So he's like, I'm going to give it to you. No, bro, so you getting mad. At, but you just said, too, quarterback got a lot on their plate. Bro, if you got a lot on your plate, that means you got more to share, man. So you should be looking for somebody. I mean, if you got, if you, if you got a lot on your plate, that means you got five chicken breasts or five, you know what I'm saying, or uh, 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 five steaks. 
you got you got plenty of stakes to give out, man. So he should have been sharing some of that. But I'm glad DK was crying, and Jalen had the boy. Hey, had, well, I don't want to call him the boy. Had that young because the man, man, he he built up like Terrell Lawrence. The man is yoked up. Yep. So to see the way Jalen is able to shut that dude down, man, because the man way bigger than Jalen, and he's faster than Jalen, and he's stronger than Jalen. So that shows you even more how good Jalen Ramsey even it, how, how even better he is, man, because he had my man so upset. So I'm glad he was crying, man, because it, it you know, it, it it helped us. They forced us the ball, and Darius Williams picked him and took it the other way and got a dub, man. So you can talk about the receivers all the time, man. And, you know, he was crying, and, and – we got, we paid, we made him pay for it. But our Rams, I mean, our receivers didn't cry, man. They did their job. I mean, you know, quarterbacks are struggling. You know, if you see them complaining, they really don't, man. And, uh, well, we might be crying because Cooper Cup, well, I don't know what's up with Cooper. He came out the game. It was good to get him back, but then he hurt his knee and it, it didn't look good uh, with him coming off the field. So we might have to play without him, man. But uh, it's just funny, man. I'm just glad it is. You, it's like we always say, defense wins championships, defense wins Super Bowls. Bro, this is a, this is a defense that can get us to the Super Bowl, man. We can run the ball like that and play defense like we played. And defenses carry, def, good defenses carry over, which we're going to need it to carry over next week because we got Green Bay who likes to throw the ball all over the place. But a lot of times, bro, a great defense can totally minimize uh, a great offense. So this is going to be a nice little matchup. Indeed, man. I mean, you know, my last thing with the wide receivers, man. I mean, we all go through it. I mean, we've we've all been, you know, in that situation. It's just about, you know, controlling your emotions and not being led by your emotions. Uh, It's big. Everybody wants to perform well. I mean, we do hear the chatter. We do see the podcast. They listen to ramblings and uh, who's shutting who down and who who can compete with who. We we get all that. But it's all about maturity. So maybe, maybe next year we'll see. And, and, and it's a good thing. We're saying next year maybe we see a different DK Metcalf uh, uh, in his approach when 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 he's not being fed as he should be. But you know this next coming game coming up, man. Uh, the defense uh, will be on uh, you know on point again. They'll be on on the the main exhibit of what we what when we travel to uh, Green Bay to play. I mean, it's a different style quarterback, one of the best in the league, and he, he's not Russell Wilson. I don't I don't think he's as mobile as as Russell. And to be able to have as much depth as we have on the defensive line, I think it bodes well for us because we can interchange guys. Guys can get rest and they can be fresh again. They really get after uh, a more, uh, I, I don't want to call Aaron a statue, but, he, you know, his mobility as of, as of late has really kind of disappeared from what it used to be. So um, it, it'll be a great matchup. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm, like I said earlier in the, the beginning of the show, I'm glad we got practice today, man, and, and be able to get prepared, be prepared for the divisional round of the playoffs. And what you said is something that I'm thinking. See, I'm thinking I'm I'm one of those, and we're going to talk more about this later in the week when we do a preview of this ball game. But real quickly, right now, I'm one of those. Even though Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL, it's easier for the Rams' defense to prepare for Aaron Rodgers because you ain't got to worry about scrambling like with Russell Wilson. You ain't got to put nothing in for that. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to specifically say, "Look, watch this," because he ain't finna do it. So now you can spend more time putting dudes in defensive coverages, man, linebackers and DBs, and you can even surround your defense and make your defense even more solid because you got them dogs that's gonna be coming after them, and now that. 
they ain't got to worry about him scrambling and running for 30 and 40 yards like you have to worry about with Russell Wilson. So it's easier to prepare for Aaron Rodgers now. It's not easier to stop him as far as passing, you know, the passing attack. But I'm just looking forward to that because they know you can take this one avenue out of the ball game and ain't got to worry about him running. So, uh, and when you got a defense like we have, man, that's like I say, as good as the greatest show on turf was. When y'all play the great defense of Tampa Bay, bro, that's it's tough to break. You know what I'm saying? And this defense is is pretty much easy, balling like easy, that. easy now. I mean, easy, no, it was easy, tough to, yeah, easy, bro. Hold on, dog. Come on, man. Easy. You know, it was easy. no, it, it wasn't. They defense wasn't tough to break, bro. They defense, I mean, it y'all broke I mean, it. I mean, I mean, we we I mean we played them. We played them in the NFC Championship, and then came back and played them that Monday night and gave them 35 points on their field. So, I mean, with the same personnel. So, to bro, take it easy now. Easy. Hold on, bro. Was it not – was that defense still not hard to break, bro? Especially in that it, NFC it, Championship game. Indeed, it was. It was okay, tough. that's it was, all I'm saying. Dog. You, you, had like, you had like I curse you and T-Holt and Akeem oh, and Kurt Warren and Marshall Falk and Big – you had like I cursed y'all out in big pace, bro. I ain't cursed y'all out. I love oh, y'all. No, I'm pulling for y'all, huh? God dang, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. But anyway, man, you know, hey, I'm just I'm just glad we we have such a great defense and I'm looking forward to this matchup and right. looking forward to how we play and uh any it's we're moving on and it's a lot of other teams moving on. Before we get up mm-hmm. out of here, bro, any any playoff performances that just, you know, like made you say, Oh my gosh, man, this 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 person here just cold. Cause we always like to watch other games and watch other players and what player or what team just made you say, oh, man, these, this dude or these, cold, these cats just cold? Well, I tell you what, it was a lot of great football this past weekend and just, just the anxiety of the playoffs, man. We, you know, often we talk about uh, the NBA drama from game to game, but the drama as far as the NFL playoffs, uh, I don't think there's anything that can match it. So um, if I had to pick one guy, got to be my homeboy, man, that, that Lamar Jackson, man. Just, just his approach to this game. Uh, you know, you know, he had, he had heard all week about, you know, not winning a playoff game yet. You know, although he has an MVP trophy, all, although he's probably was was the was was in the running for uh, rookie of the year, his rookie season and everything he's done thus far. He's won 30 regular season football games since he's been drafted. So and just his performance on the road uh, versus a team that was solely preparing for him and uh, to be able to produce at the level that he did, man. Um, they're going to have to back that Brinks truck up uh, for Lamar Jackson. I keep saying that, man. So if they're smart, they'll go ahead and do it now. And uh, don't wait because this guy gets leverage every week he plays and has another opportunity to go into this divisional round and prove once again why he's so valuable to the Baltimore Ravens, man. Like do it today, like right now, like doing the playoffs. Just right playing now. right here. Can, can, right, can we playoff. talk? Can yeah, we bro, talk, bro? Can we yeah, talk? Hey, can I holler at you for a minute? What's, what's up, man? I know you know, I know we ain't I know we ain't really I ain't really talked to you in a minute, but here I'm gonna slide you this. What is this? Do I need my agent to look up and no uh, man, it's it's cool, uh, man. We finna, uh, uh, yeah, uh, we, yeah, we're gonna get three hundred million dollars, huh? You gotta call his mama because his mama is his manager. So Oh, oh, that's yeah. even better. So the money's staying in the house. Oh absolutely. All praises to the most high. And I'm just glad Lamar Jackson can shut some people up, man, because they have been doing everything they can to minimize the dude and not give him some credit. Like, okay, he plays well. The dude, first of all, y'all said the dude come play quarterback. Now he's playing quarterback and he got an MVP and he balling. Now you find, well, he hadn't won in the playoffs. So now he done won in the playoffs. So what you gonna say now? He got to win the Super Bowl, right? I got they keep trying to uh, uh, move the goalposts on dude and raise the bar and he keeps telling them to shut up and I'm glad he shut a lot of people up and speaking of shutting up before we got here bro 
Juju Smith Schuster need to shut. He need to shut the hell up, man. He need to. He need to shut his mouth, bro. If I was if I was on his team, my problem was because he ain't the reason they lost. It's the Steelers that's played bad, and the Browns came out pissed off. But Juju, he came out and had some things, man. He, dog, when you say a team is just full of great faces, bro, God dang, dog, and they ain't got no names. Man, you don't think that's going to make some dudes mad, man, that Cleveland just came out and put a hammer on them and sent them straight to the crib. And I know a lot of co- coaches got to be like, Juju, you're going to have to shut up, bro. you have to shut up, man, because the Browns came out, you know, at focus, and I ain't expect them to do that to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, that was embarrassing, man. Well, if Juju Smith-Schuster haven't, hasn't called Antonio Brown already, he may do it this weekend and just uh, really just let him know how much he was appreciated in Pittsburgh when they were teammates because it's tough It's tough sledding when you're trying to be the number one receiver yes. on the team, man. When you get all the attention, when you get the, 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 the assignment of the number one defensive back for, for other teams, ask DK Metcalf about that. But when you're just trying to be that number one guy, I mean, it, it, it's hard to do. And on top of that, you know, you add a little bit more to it. You like dancing on people's logos and, you know, putting it on your, your, your social media uh, social media ca- channels and things of that nature. But, you know, it, it, you make it a little bit tougher on yourself, man. So uh, it's tough sled being that number one guy. And when guys, when, when, when teams know that you are that number one passing option, hey, man, I mean, uh, sometimes you have to, if you're going to talk, talk about, you know, have some self-positive talk to yourself, man, and don't, don't be agitating people, man. Don't, you know, don't poke the bear, as they say. But, um, you know, he should call Antonio Brown and, and, and just really say, you know what, I apologize. Should have listened more. And I uh, appreciate your time that you spent with me. Uh, if he hasn't done that, he should get on the phone this week and do it. Because you made me a whole lot better, man. I didn't realize how tough it was. That reminds me of Alvin Harper and Michael Irvin. Alvin, are you cold, huh? Are you cold? Are you a number one receiver, huh? Okay. We're gonna you gonna go to Tampa Bay and get you a lot of money, man. I don't know how long, how much longer Alvin Harper lasted in the NFL after that, man. Because without Michael Irvin, he just was not the same, bro. So it's hard, man. When you oh, you want to be the dude, huh? Okay, and not saying anything bad about Alvin Harper because he was good when he had Michael Irvin on on the other side. Come on, bro. You even it's truths, man. Truths. Yeah, so anyway, Juju, shut up, man. Apologize to your teammates, man. You just need to be quiet, man. You good, but you ain't cold. You know what I'm saying? You good. But somebody that is cold is Devontae Adams. So Jalen Ramsey, Devontae Adams, we're gonna we're gonna hit up yeah. that matchup, man, later this week on Ramblers. But for this edition, anything else, bro, you wanna add, man, for before That's we... it, man. I'm I'm impressed, man. Hats off to the entire uh coaching staff, Coach Sean McVay having the guys ready to play. Uh, ready to play from a defensive standpoint, man, special teams. Uh, fortunate that we didn't have to see Johnny Hecker in the game. Uh, but um, let's go back to the lab. Go back in uh, to the blackboard and whiteboard, and uh, let's prepare. Let's prepare to win. And all you NFL teams, quit calling Brandon Staley, man. This, this COVID, man, you can't even be using your phone right now. Leave, leave him alone. You can't even email him. Leave, leave the man alone, man, which I know why y'all want him because, you know, he's doing an outstanding job. But he got he to show us this again for another year or two, man. So quit calling that dude. But anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of Rambling. For Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday, we out.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.